You're listening to the Hunting Roots Podcast brought to you by Onyx Hunt and our good friends at Mossy Oak because everything's better in Bottomland. All right, welcome back to the Hunting Roots Podcast. I'm Brody Swish. You're joining me today in the studio office are two of my boys. I got my firstborn son, Aiden. We call him Aiden Brody Swisher. He's here. Aiden, welcome back. Good to be back. It's been a few weeks, man. And uh, so it's good to have you back in. We've had guests the last couple of weeks. If you guys missed our first two uh, podcast episodes to kick off the 2024 year, go back and listen to those. I got Rimbo sitting over here as well. Rimbo's sitting here. Let me just kind of break down things. Aiden's kind of chilling in the office chair. He's got uh, my com- my computer desk chair. And for whatever reason, I guess because he thinks he's he's all got seniority amongst the brothers that he he just takes over my chair as well so he's kind of laid back chilling got him a hoodie on some jeans and them ugliest shoes on earth everybody knows what the ugliest shoes on earth are right mm-hmm. what is it crocs it's a pair of crocs and uh, as much as i hate his mine are the same thing I, they're the official slippers of the swisher family we wear these crocs some people wear them out however as just straight up shoes you know anybody that does that Wears them around like socks and Crocs and wears them around a youth group and school and stuff. Do y'all know people that do that? My brother. Easton does. It's pretty hideous. Easton does. The Moody Boys do too, don't they? Your buddies, the Moody Boys, they they, they, they ain't afraid to wear a pair of Crocs and socks. and Look like a couple of dinglings walking around with socks and Crocs on, but whatever works for them. Here at the house, I just wear them as slippers. And so Aiden's looking snazzy, Crocs, jeans, hoodie, chilling in my chair. And then we got Rimbo over here. Rimbo's laid back, just having a big time. I'm going to have to post a picture of you. Got him a box of zingers. What in the world is a zinger? Is that like a Twinkie that's chocolate? I guess. It's a, uh, I don't know, man. Is there anything left in that or did y'all kill them all? Uh, a couple left, I couple think. A couple left. All right. Well, I may have to try one of those two zingers. Appreciate the zingers. And uh, so you've got that going on. Just kick back here. And, and uh, everybody's so cozy. We've been playing in the snow and. Y'all been playing in the snow, I should say. You're doing a little trapping. Uh, tell me about the trap run this morning. You guys set up traps. Tell me what you set up, what you're trying to catch, and how it produced so far today. So we put up two traps, a coyote trap and then a coon, coon cuff trap. Yep. And um, this morning we checked it and nothing. And, uh, all our bait was still there, so yeah. I'm going to try again. Where did you, said, you said you set the coyote trap up. And we say coyote, we just pretty much mean coyote, fox, uh, in all likelihood, it's, it's going to be a fox. That's what we have here. We are a hub, a mega hub, I should say, for red fox and gray fox. It don't matter. All manner of foxes are right here on our little home place. Uh, and so I don't know what the deal is. I have people a mile up the road say, man, I've never seen a fox on my place. I mean, just right right here close by. And I'm like, man, that's because they're all on me. You know, they're all right here on us. We've got them like crazy. I know I've said it before, but between trapping, calling, and shooting – what do we kill now? A thirteen or fourteen of them last several years. I mean, it's just been pretty crazy. But a lot of those, and so you guys got traps set up for uh, again that coyote, with that fox. And what made you set it there? Did you say you saw some activity digging or something around there yesterday? Yeah. So yesterday we were looking at the tracks on the food plot, and I found mm-hmm. some dog or um, some kind of animal tracks. Right. And I saw it, and it dug into the side of the hill. So I was yep. like, I, we need to get a trap over there. Yeah. So we got one for bigger animal, and then we got coon cuff. The old coon cuff. I would have, I would have just, you know, those coon cuffs. 
I'd give anything to have those when I was younger because, man, they're so easy. But y'all set up just one of those? Mm-hmm. Just one. And what did y'all find this morning? Nothing. 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 Just a dry run. That's sad because I, I was had high hopes for you guys. It may have been just too stinking cold last night. I don't know if the critters have started moving yet again. I know the squirrels aren't doing nothing right now. Today's this afternoon's 30. I think it's supposed to be 30 degrees. What was it this morning? Ridiculous low. Negative one, right? Yeah, negative one when I got up a – I don't know. I looked at the clock first time, a little before six, and it was, it was negative one. It's thirty degrees right now. So I mean, this is some serious thaw. Thirty degrees, still snow on the ground, but thirty degrees, and the sun is shining. So it's going to come off a little bit today. But here in West Tennessee, we're supposed to get more of the same junk. I think we're supposed to get one to three inches again tomorrow. Uh, so man, this is perfect trapping weather. I feel like coming off of that that snow and the crazy cold temperatures, single digit temperatures for a couple of days now. They ought to stir, so we need to get out and get some more traps. We've got the Duke traps, and guys down at uh, near West Point, Mississippi, uh, Duke traps, fine, fine traps. We're going to have him on, actually, the boss man there from Duke. And, you know, we've used a variety of traps, but they make some super solid stuff. And, and we're going to be doing that, talking a little bit about trapping uh, in the weeks to come, just because, this man, it's so fun. You guys enjoy it. I love it. I've said it a million times, man, it's it's like Christmas morning, and I don't know if you guys got that fired up this morning, but I, I didn't even set the traps yesterday, and I woke up, and I'm in there before daylight, like, all right, come on, man, get daylight, they need to go check these traps. I told your mom, I said, you, they got to get up, I'm going to wake them up, get them out checking traps, and y'all finally got out of bed and, and got to it and, and nothing, but I was I was fired up. I don't know what it is about trapping. I guess it's just that, just again, that excitement of what could be the potential of it, and that's, that's hunting or anything else, but for some reason, trapping has just got its own charm. And it's just old school, man. It's going back, and it's just playing that game, and you do this, try to get them to do that, put their foot right here, and, and I think that's one of the coolest things about it. That's why I love bow hunting. you got to get that animal just where you need them. Trapping takes it to uh, just an even smaller, detail-oriented deal. you got to get them to put their foot. You're getting a wild animal, and I've said it before, and that's kind of what it's coming back to. you got to get a wild animal to put its foot exactly in that 2-inch, 3-inch circle on this earth that you want them to. And that's pretty cool. And you can get them to do that, stick their foot right there, put their foot down in this hole, whatever. That's a pretty cool deal when you can get a wild animal tricked into doing that and, and talk them into doing that, whatever. And so a lot of fun. So we're going to do that this afternoon, get some traps out. Rimbo, you just wrapped up, just kind of just kind of debriefing over the last week. We just wrapped up deer season. Uh, we had a week. I think we talked about it last week. We got one week of doe week. We just finished up meat week, running doe patrol, and it all came to a head with this last weekend's last youth hunt of the season. Tennessee has a youth hunt at the beginning of the season and the one at the end of the season. And Rimbo got to wrap it up here at the end of the season with a Sunday afternoon. We didn't have church because of the weather. And we went to the Deer Woods. And what happened out there? We set up uh, what about mm, we set up, get our stuff there, and just chilling out. And then about mm, – Close to like thirty minutes before uh, sundown or something yeah, like that. It was pretty early. Yeah. It was pretty early, and the three deer pop out. Yeah. We thought it was two deer at first, but we saw that I think it was like two button bucks and one big doe. Yep. And so they come down a little hill, and I think they're trying to go. To the left of us. And yeah, sliding out to our left, kind of feeding out into the field to our left. And there's two hills that go down to, like, one little thing. Yep. Like, slope or something. Yep. And 
we were thinking it was gonna we were we couldn't it was gonna go where we couldn't see it. So yep. it turned broad broadside. Uh, I flicked the safety off, and then bam, she's done. Yeah, you did really good. Yeah, they were kind of feeding towards us, and then the the doe turned, and she was fixing drop off into kind of a hole in the field, a little swell out there. You know, it was gonna go out of sight, and so we gave the green light, and you you did business on her. Man, what a great shot you put on her, crunched her. She took off, ran, what, she ran 50 yards maybe, just inside the woods and crashed. I didn't see her fall. Uh, you know, running that camera, it's hard for me to see. I'm just kind of trying to point the camera in the right direction, hopefully be on the deer and best I can. And uh, so you miss a lot of what actually happens, and you're like, she's dead. I'm like, what? You're like, she's dead. I saw her fall right there. So great way to end the season. We thought those two button bucks, they've been running around on their own for a long time. We thought they were kind of just had been kicked out. Maybe mama got killed or whatever, but – uh. She was still hanging out, popped out that evening, whether that was hers or not. We shot several does right in there, but uh, she kind of popped out with them this time and did a little work on her, let the button bucks go, and uh, reduced another mouth off the property. And so, great way to end the season. Big old doe, last hunt of the year, and uh, like I said, just a, just a fun time. So, you ended up with two bow kills, or two crossbow kills. I want to be two specific. Crossbow two crossbow and- kills and a rifle kill. I think so. Yeah, Aiden ended up with two, two bow kills. kills. Yeah, so you had a good year too, Aiden. I mean, it wasn't what you normally. You, you normally, I don't want to say normal because it's different for you. In the past, you've had a lot of bow kills and a couple rifle kills. Last year, you had, oh, uh, you know, just a struggle through archery season, and then ended up killing a pile. When gun season finally came around, you just went kamikaze and, and started working on the does and killed a lot of does with your rifle last year. Uh, this year was the flip side. You got back into the bow deal. Not back into it. You just had a good year. You got to get the monkey off your back with the bow. Uh, killed several does in the bow season and muzzleloader season. She was a little bit different, though. Rifle season came, and you saw deer, but it seems like the ones you were after failed to show up from time to time, right? Yep. Yep. It was just a little bit different deal. And So, anyway, good season overall. We've had a lot of fun and looking forward to uh, really already next year, man. You need to start right away. As soon as one season's over, you start planning and preparing and taking inventory of what you didn't kill, and for us, that was a lot of, you know, it was all the bucks. But this is a year, like no other year I've ever seen, target bucks, and we don't have a lot of those target bucks. We have some that we, you know, seen on camera, but we don't, we don't run just a lot of intel with cameras and stuff, and we do our fair share, but it's not like we have this big, long list of, hey, these are our target bucks. You know, we have some bucks that would say, hey, if they come by, they're probably going to get it, uh, or those, those bucks need another year, or let's just try to hold off and not shoot those if we can, and uh, so we've got some of that, and uh, but this year was one of those, and it was the same for a lot of our friends uh, and neighbors around. And the target bucks or the bucks you might be willing to shoot just got killed by other folks on neighboring farms, and so kind of a different deal. But it'd be interesting to see what pops up. We've got those cameras back out, some cellular cameras. We do those uh, stealth cam cellular cameras, and really look forward to seeing what's happening here, uh, what survived the season, hopefully get some intel before – those horns start dropping and falling off and getting into shed season. But good times, uh, a lot of fun, another great season. Uh, this weekend, kind of switching gears, this weekend uh, we were able, like you said, to go on the youth hunt, and uh, that's largely due to the fact that I did not go to ATA show this year. A lot of folks have been asking, hey, what's up with the ATA show, man? Did you, what did you see? Cause I've gone for I don't know how long. Your mama was asking me the other day, how many years have you gone to the ATA show? And it's been – I don't know. It's been 15, 20 years. I don't know. It's been a long time, 15 or 20 years that I've been going. And uh, these last 10 years have been with bowhunting.com. And it's kind of 
some serious work with those guys. Those guys cover the show like nobody else since it's always a good time. But this year, I had a vehicle the night before, or I guess the day of, I'm getting ready to leave. My truck starts acting crazy. I'm supposed to be going to St. Louis. My truck's got flashing check engine light, and so I've got some cylinder issues there and, and just crazy crap going on there. So this year, for the first time in a long time, I stayed home uh, and, and went remote uh, for the ATA show. And those guys just feed me content, feed me all the latest and greatest stuff and sending it my way. And we're getting posted up at bowhunting.com for all the different gear categories. Uh, Remy, your birthday was the 11th. So I wasn't going on that day. Anyway, that was the first day of the show. And that's kind of a, uh, when the calendar hits just right, Remy's birthday is right in the middle of it as it was this year, last year, and will be next year. So I stay home. Let those guys have it. Your birthday is a whole lot more important to me than, than going and hanging out, talking bows and archery and all that stuff. Right. I guess it is to you. Yeah, it is, son. Yeah, I love it. Um, so I'm not missing for your birthday. Uh, so I've just got a couple of days I hit. And this year, like I said, just stayed home, worked on content from the desk here, and, and those guys are just sending me stuff. And, uh, you know, it's like a lot of years. It seems like in the past we've always said, man, there's, you know, you, you go and there'd be some crazy radical uh, updates, upgrades, innovations, new products and stuff. And we've just not seen that in a long time, but – uh, nowadays, it's much a much more smaller scale of stuff that's coming through. But we did have uh, some pretty cool stuff, new backpacks, new bows, arrows, you know, a lot of stuff. And so I want to encourage you to go check out bowhunting.com. That's what I've been sending guys to. They say, hey, what's new? What's up? What's going on in the archery bowhunting world? Just go to bowhunting.com and check it out. We've got all the new for 2024 things. But I did want to pull up a couple things I thought were pretty interesting. Hey, you got the computer in front of you there. What? Pull the one up that just went up. New hunting gear and accessories for 2024. I want to just kind of peruse through that for just a second. Pretty cool stuff there. Um, like I said, you're going to find on the website, you're going to find all kind of stuff from new bows for 2024, new crossbows, new boots, new this, new that, all the different gear. But on this particular one, take her back to the top there. We got just new gear and accessories. This is kind of the catch-all. This is a little bit of everything. Our our guys at Fourth Arrow uh, Camera Arms, they've got a new GoPro mount. Pretty cool deal. You know, they – You've got the little snaky, I don't know what you call that thing, you know the little GoPro mount that's got the clip on it, kind of the gator clip, and then it's got the, the I don't know what you call that, that little neck or that little, uh, you know, you, flexible flexible stick that goes on. Man, that thing's so squeaky, creaky, and noisy. If you're ever trying to move it with the deer, you're, you're blowing it. So these guys came out from Fort Thera, this, and I don't know, it looks almost like a rubber-coated, you know, stick to it and it's just a flexible deal it's a gopro mount you, it's got the same kind of gator clip deal mount it to a limb to your stand or whatever but it's got a quiet mount super flexible uh you can run that around it's actually a pretty cheap little product but that's huge because man that other kind of deal that old school deal and they've made it and other people have made them but they're just so noisy and creaky squeaky deal so gopro mount for fourth arrow roll on down there next one ABB bowstrings, ABB America's best bowstrings just launched a brand new uh, line of uh, strings called the Launch Series. So good stuff from those guys. That's the bowstrings we try to run. Uh, stuff from Rack Fuel, some new seed seed blends from Rack Fuel Shooter, uh, Six Shooter, and Tombstone. Uh, there's a couple things there. This one's pretty cool. Jacked Gear, the G- Jacked Gear Ready Ranger. Uh, pretty good little organizing system. Tree stand. They launched what they call their tree stand collection. Uh, this is just kind of a tether organizer system for your phone or for your rangefinder. Uh, man, I, I know so many times I've had my rangefinder and I've, I flip up and I'll have it in my bino harness or whatever, and then I go to lay it back down. And I forget that it's not tethered into the uh, to the bino harness, or I don't have it tied down, and, and 
there goes my rangefinder. Uh, I've dropped my phone a million times. You know, this is a pretty cool way that you can tether your stuff to your gear, to your pack or to your harness in the tree stand or just to your uh, backpack, to your jacket, whatever. Great little magnetic system uh, just to help you get organized and stay organized and keep your stuff all together. This is a cool one, I think. And, uh, you know, as far as not everybody may not need this or want this, but the Garmin Zero C1 Pro Chronograph. You know, we do bow reviews. We're starting up bow reviews for bowhunting.com here in uh, this next week, actually. And so all the new bows for 2024 coming out, they're out. We're going to kind of be going through those and breaking them down and just kind of t- put them to the test and see what we like or don't like about these bows. One of the things we do, shoot it through the chrono. And so this one that caught my eye, the Garmin, uh, it's like a pocket chrono, so super slick little deal there. Uh, the Stealth Rig, Stealth Rig Lite. There's two products on here that are kind of similar. Uh, the Stealth Rig Lite's kind of a bow mounting system. You can slap it on your back. Uh, I guess it's like a magnetic deal. Put it on your back. You can put a, the harness on your in your truck, and so instead of throwing your bow on the floorboard of the back seat of your truck, you can you can magnet that thing to the to the harness there. So it's it's called a Stealth Rig Lite, and just a great way to keep your bow up and off the ground. Just kind of protect it a little bit more and hold it. Uh, pretty good stuff there. The Pelican Air Bow Case. This is not a new one, but it's new for uh, the opportunity to bring light to it and shed some light on it. You know, it's one that I think was kind of came to us late last year. But Pelican Air Bow Case, man, I've been using Pelican cases. Remember, you're sitting, uh, you're sitting right there next to a Pelican case we use for cameras. One of my feet is my camera case, uh, the podcast case over there for. All that stuff. Pelican cases are dang near bulletproof. They're submersible. My dad used to sell these things years ago. That was one of the product lines he had and the, the company he uh, was a sales rep for. And uh, so we've got like this case right here at your at your feet there, Rimbo. That's an old school Pelican case. And it's beat up. It's older than both you boys put together. Just an old, old case. But, man, they're just, they're just keep on kicking. Again, they got that uh, rubber seal in there. They're submersible. They're just perfect for throwing in the boat on the foiler, in the truck. Well, now they've made a bow case, and that's uh, the Pelican Air bow case. And so that same integrity, uh, rock-solid design is in a bow case, and so really good stuff from that. Tetret Ultimate Duffel Bag. This is kind of a crazy-looking duffel bag, but it's got tons of compartments and different pockets and and, uh, just kind of the ultimate bag for being able to stay organized. A duffel bag to carry all your gear, break it down, stay organized. That's a Tetra Ultimate Duffel Bag from... What's the name of that outfit called? Iron, what do they call them? Iron Twisted, Twisted from Twisted Iron Hunting. Yeah, Twisted Iron Hunting. New brand I've never heard on heard of, and so cool stuff from those guys. And then this compass cart. Man, let's talk about this compass cart for just a minute because this is pretty cool deal, and it's it's outrageous on price. And I shouldn't say outrageous because you, you get what you pay for, and somebody that might be nothing. But what's it say the price is on it, Aiden? Uh, thousand two hundred ninety-five. Yeah, yeah. So twelve ninety-five for this cart, and but it's not just a cart. This thing is a, and you guys are gonna have to go and look it up because you won't be able to understand it from me talking about it. But it's a, it's a deer cart. Okay, it's a deer cart on steroids. Meat hauler, deer cart, whatever you can call it. But it works in configuration two, basically a hitch haul design. So you just essentially can you know in your mind visualize a hitch haul in the back of your truck, your SUV, whatever. And this cart works in conjunction with that. And you can slide the cart off this little frame that mounts to the hitch. And so you slide it off these little rails, and then you set the cart up. You go do it. And like I said, it's this heavy-duty cart, super heavy-duty cart. 
bring your deer out of the woods. Okay. So maybe you get back to the truck to the, you know, and, and if you kill a big enough deer, it's hard to get it up on the hitch all, you know, by yourself. I can throw a doe up there, throw a small buck up there and slide it up there. But I know back in velvet season, when I kill that big buck, I tried to throw it up there on the hitch all, uh, before I gutted it. And that sucker was a chunk. One of the biggest Tennessee deer I've ever killed. I, I couldn't do it. I had to get back down Get the guts out of it. Even then, I had to wrestle it up on the hitch haul. We're not talking, you know, hitch haul is only, you know, two foot off the ground, whatever it is. And so, it's a job if you're by yourself, if you kill a big one. And so, this right here, you you use the cart and get your deer out of the woods, but then you get back, and what are you going to do now? You got it back to the truck. How are you going to get on the hitch haul? How are you going to get it up on the bed of the truck? This little system works where you pull that that cart to the end of the hitch haul on the far end of it, and then it, it you lift it up, get it up on the rails, and you, you teeter it up you know flip it up teeter-totter kind of deal get it up on the deal and it slides in those rails locks into place right there on the hitch hall so it, it's really cool deal compass card is the name of it i've never seen anything like it very innovative again it's 1200 bucks i mean it's not for everybody but for the guy or a girl out there that says you know what i got plenty of money i got all the money i need i can buy whatever i want this is a pretty cool cart especially for some of you guys that are older and don't want to um uh, you know have to wrestle with them and, and do all the stuff. Your back's out, you know, whatever. This is a pretty slick cart. Compass cart, check that one out. So, uh, Montana Knife Company, man, they've got some killer new knives. They're always coming out with something new. Uh, love their knives. Montana Knife Company out of Montana, as the name implies. But they've got the Speed Goat 2.0. I've got to play around with this knife. Really, really slick little deal. Um, they've always got new stuff coming. So, be sure to check those guys out. Really good Quality built knives. Um, they're a little spendy. Uh, but I mean, if you're looking for a knife, fixed blade knife that you just, you got right there on your side, pull it out and go to town working on your deer, fighting off the boogeyman, whatever. It, it's just a knife you put on your side, on your hip, on your belt, whatever. And you just feel like you could march into hell with the water pistol and this knife. You know what I'm saying? That's all you need. Just this knife right here. You're a bad mamma jamma. Oh, uh, it, it's a bad dude. And so check that one out. And then the crossbow spider is the other product I was talking about. You know, we mentioned that first one, the rig that you can strap to your, your bow to your back in your truck. The, uh, the, the bow spider does the same thing, and now they've made a rig for the crossbow itself. And so be sure to check that out if you're looking for an easier way to pack your crossbow. Um, they've got it. And um, I think that's about it. you got the Moultrie, the Moultrie Mobile uh, Feed Hub. You guys that want to run the – Feeders, they've got a new system there. You can do everything Bluetooth. You know, if you want to run your feeder and stuff, it's a pretty slick deal. Go to that Fox Pro one. Fox Pro just released a new call. Oh, is that the Hellcat Pro? I don't know if that's the newest one. Fox Pro, Hellcat Pro. Oh, check those things out. You know, with the snow on the ground, we're looking forward to getting back in the woods and doing a little coyote calling. It's prime time for that. And so we just dug the Fox Pro call out. But this is a new one, Fox Pro, Hellcat Pro, greater volume, greater sound. And so – New opportunity in that. Uh, so I think that's about got it covered up. Scroll on down. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. Great stuff. So, again, if you're the guy the gal asking and wondering what's new for 2024 in the way of archery, bow hunting gear, we've got a lot of it covered at bowhunting.com. Go check that one out. And you can see uh, just a ongoing list. A lot of it we're still getting put up. A lot of it's uh, coming as uh, fast as we can get it into place. So be sure to check that stuff out. Good stuff coming, man, and it's just how it goes. You know, you wrap up deer season, and as soon as it wraps up, you're seeing all this new gear coming for the new year, and it just gets you fired up. You know, I'm already thinking, oh, man, new bow, new this, new that. 
And then, like I said, deer season's over, but I'm already chomping at the bit now to try out some of this new stuff, some of this new gear. Uh, we've got the Matthews lift. We're looking forward to you shooting for 2024. Uh, just just a great season. Fired up about it. So a lot of that stuff's good. Hated to miss catching up with people. ATA show's a cool time to catch up with folks, and it's, it's kind of like we've talked about with the NWTF show. Just a great time to have that reunion of like-minded people to come together, hang out. Uh, I, I don't miss the ATA show as much. Uh, did not miss the ATA show as much this year. They did moved it to St. Louis for the year. Um, and I guess just because of the weather and everything else, I wasn't, I wasn't mad about the fact of not, not getting to hang out and be a part of it this year. That's okay with me. Uh, again, just crazy weather moved in. It was icy, nasty, snowed there, snowed here. Again, we've got more snow here than we've had um, in a while. We were down single digits this morning, negative one. Uh, so everything froze up, man. And as deer season um, wraps up, it's perfect timing to have this weather. This is the kind of stuff for duck hunters, right? This is duck hunting weather. This is the kind of weather we've been needing. Uh, the duck hunting community has been praying for this, and it's finally here. So we're looking forward to seeing what our buddies do on the ducks. Buddy Clayton, he was going up today, hunt a river, and, and uh, just try some open water. That's pretty much what you got to do when everything locks up uh, is to get to that open water, which is pretty much rivers, uh, get out on the big river, big lake, whatever that's not froze up. And uh, you can have some really, really good duck hunts. I, I remember some of those times when everything else froze up, man, you get that open water, and some of my favorite hunts come around those uh, locked-up situations. You go out there and bust a hole, uh, bust in ice, and um, it's a lot of fun, man. I, I love those days. Uh, they can get sketchy. They can get sketchy. Just ask Caleb Dunn. You guys, we funded with him uh, over there at Real Foot Lake. If you guys are looking for a place to go, still needing some opportunities, hit up Caleb Dunn and uh, Billy Blakely over at Blue Bank Resort. They've got some good duck hunting to be had these last couple weeks, but he knows what it's all about busting ice. Caleb has done some crazy crap to get out there and get to the ducks and to keep a hole open. Um, when you start busting that ice, man, things get sketchy quick. You better have a, a pretty strong boat when you go up in there. Busting eyes. I will never, I'll never forget the time me and our buddy John Paul Moody, and we had a boy by the name of Travis Twilbeck. You remember you remember the Twilbecks? Y'all y'all know Mr. Jim Twilbeck, local mission man here in uh, Paris, Tennessee. <clears throat> Mr. Jim Twilbeck, his son Travis Twilbeck was with us, and and we had this lease this particular year. I guess John Paul had it. I can't remember if I was in on it or if I was just hanging out with them that particular time. Um, but we're going up in Duck Hole, and it's down at Tresvent Bottoms. I think they had it for one year. It wasn't any good, and so we passed it on to the next guy. Tresvent Bottoms going up the ditch in the boat, and everything was froze up. Ice everywhere. We're busting ice the whole way up. It was just nasty. Uh, and it was quite a run you had to make. You know, you go up the ditch, break off into this other piece, go up through this. You had to jump a beaver dam. Get out, pull your boat across the next little spot. A lot of stuff to get to this place. And beautiful duck hole up here. Just didn't produce a lot of ducks that particular year. But, man, I will never forget going up that morning, busting ice up the ditch. And we're going through in this little boat that wasn't that big a boat. It was kind of small. And we're all just in there, just kind of uh, probably overloaded. And all the gear that goes with duck hunting. The guns, the bags, camera gear. It was at least us. Me, John Paul. Travis, and I think that may have been all it was that particular day. We're going up the ditch. Everything's frozen. just busting ice. You know how it is when you're busting ice. Ice is just going everywhere. We're busting ice. It's flying. 
we look up. This is back before all the, the battery-operated lights and lithium batteries and all the rechargeable stuff. This is back the old head or spotlight. You hold, you know, 5 million candle power spotlight, but it's got a cord that runs back there to the battery in the back of the boat. So the man running the motor's back there, and he's shining with the with the lamp up there, holding the lantern up above his head and trying to see up the ditch and see what's going on. Make sure you don't hit his stumps. Make sure you don't run into any trees. Keep it right up the middle. Well, all of a sudden, we're going to that ditch, just busting ice, ice fl- popping and flopping everywhere. And we look up there, and we see something in the ice. There's a hole in the ice, and we see something right there. And we're thinking, man, what is that? It's something moving in this hole. And we're thinking, there's something stuck in that hole. And we thought it may have been, you know, it looked like maybe it's a beaver or something just trying to pop in and out of the hole. And we get up there going, he's shining the light. We're all just craning our necks and leaning over to see what in the world this is stuck in this hole. And we think, okay, if it's a beaver, he ought to be going back down and whatever. whatever. We get up there, and we get up close enough, and we're busting ice, and this thing ain't going anywhere. It's just staying there, flopping around in this hole. Everything's frozen, big, thick ice, but this little one hole right there. We get up there, shine the light on it. Sure enough, man. There's a coyote that has fallen through the ice, and he's just stuck there in the ice. He's trying to get out. He's got his head up out of the water. Every once in a while, you get a foot up in the hole, but that'd be about it. He's stuck in this little hole, head above water, and and just stuck there. And we're like, oh, my gosh, that's a coyote. And so here's this coyote stuck in this hole, and we're all like, what do we do, man? We got to shoot that thing. Of course, it's it's dark. You can't be shooting guns off and killing coyotes in the the pre-dawn darkness. Well, John Paul, my good friend, God love him, he has this great idea. He said, man, take the push pole. Take the push pole and reach out. And the push pole is what you kind of push, as the name implies. You take the push pole and you push in shallow water. When you don't, can't run the motor, you lift the motor up and you just push with this big, long pole. It may be 10-foot-long pole, whatever it was. And on the end, it's got this little foot, kind of this, this little forked foot that you use to kind of stick down in the mud and push. And John Paul has this brilliant idea and said, hey, man, take the push pole and put it on the coyote's back of his head and shove the coyote back down in the hole and shove him up under the ice and let's drown this coyote. Sounds pretty slick, right? So he, he gets it up there. Sure enough, he, we're all easing up. We ease the boat up there. One man holding the spotlight. One man shouting orders. Another guy's got the push pole. And he eases up there close enough to it in the boat. And, and even though the pole is long, we still get it pretty close and get up there, and he puts that thing right up there, eases it up right behind that coyote's head, right on the scruff of his neck back there, puts that little fork deal, gets him right there, and then shoves that coyote down, trying to get him down in the hole, under the ice, and drown this coyote. Well, all of a sudden, that coyote turns around. By the time it hits him on the back of the neck, you know what that coyote does, Remy? You don't know? John Paul didn't know what he was going to do either, but that coyote turns around. <laughs> And crabs and growls and biting and barking and just goes nuts on that on that push pole. And of course, we're all like, "Oh my gosh, what's going on here?" Well, that coyote grabs a hold of the push instead of getting shoved down in the hole under ice. He grabs on to that push pole and he's he's yanking on it. Well, John Paul starts reeling from all the action and commotion, is freaking out, and he pulls the push pole back. But the problem is that that coyote is now biting and holding on to the push pole. So when John Paul pulls the push pole back, he pulls the coyote up out of the hole. And it's about that time I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you're pulling him. He gets up out of the hole. He's pulling the push pole back as quick as he can toward the boat. 
And the coyote's holding on, so the coyote's coming back toward the boat. And then poor old Travis back there is sitting back in the back, and I think he's freaking out. He's jumping around the boat, freaking out, wondering what's going on. He bumps the clamps, the little gator clips that go onto the battery that powers the spotlight. Travis bumps those, and he knocks the clamps off the battery. So all of a sudden, this big old spotlight that's holding the light to all the action and showing the coyote and the coyote coming back to the boat and the push pole coming in, the coyote coming into the boat, all of a sudden, it goes pitch black, and then all heck breaks loose, and it's just stuff banging, flopping everywhere, push pole slamming the boat. Coyote, I don't know where he is. Nobody knows. It's pitch black. Travis, I love him too. Travis screaming like a girl, the coyote's in the boat. The coyote's in the boat. Just going nuts, freaking out, and just we all think the coyote's in the boat, and we're all just beating the snot out of stuff, swinging and just kicking and stomping thinking the coyote's in the boat, and we're just kicking and beating each other, I guess. I don't know where the coyote was, but for just about five seconds, we thought he was in the boat, and everybody's beating everything in the boat trying to beat this coyote to death. He's almost nearly drowned. Now we're trying to beat him in the boat, and somebody finally had the wherewithal to get the clamps back on the battery and get the light lit up, and, man, when the lights finally came back on, there's a push pole in the boat, duck hunting crap just spread out all over scattered stuff everywhere i think we're all bloody we're 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 wet just stuff everywhere but there was no coyote i don't know what happened to the coyote he wasn't on the ice he wasn't in the hole he wasn't in the boat but we had beat the snot out of every bit of duck hunting stuff we had and for a moment we thought we had a coyote in the boat maybe we did i don't remember i don't know what happened i don't know where he went but that was the day when john paul tried to kill a coyote But instead, he saved a coyote, brought it back into the boat, and nearly killed us all. We thought we were going to meet Jesus that day. Death by a coyote in the duck boat. Travis, I don't know if he's ever been duck hunting again. I don't think he, I know he never went back with us again. That was the day he screamed like a girl and said, man, there's a coyote in the boat. And it was a good time. Memories we still tell. So, man, getting out there on that ice, it can be sketchy. It can be ugly. You got to be careful. Don't drown yourself. Don't sink the boat. We've got another story we'll save for another day about old Rusty Farmer sinking a boat. But you got to be careful, man. It's a lot of stuff can be really, really good. The conditions line up just perfect when everything starts freezing up. But, man, there's some stuff that can go south in a hurry when you're out there duck hunting in the ice, in the backwaters, open water, whatever it is. Uh, Man, you just got to be really careful. So, Good stuff. Great memories with those guys. I'll never forget that day. Special times down there in the Trezant Bottoms when things got locked up. Really good stuff. Hey, guys, we're going to wrap this one up, but I want to encourage you to go check out the HuntingRoots.com website. Really, really soon, we're going to have some uh, new stuff on the site. We've got it in, uh, new Hunting Roots hoodies, uh, Mossy Oak. We've got Mossy Oak Bottomland and Mossy Oak Greenleaf just in time to get geared up for the wintertime weather and what's coming in the spring, uh, new hoodies, man. Everybody needs a good, solid hoodie, and you can get one of these Mossy Oak hoodies and support what we're doing here with the Hunting Roots podcast and our Hunting Roots kids camps and all the different stuff going on. So check those out, huntingroots.com. Some tur- new, tur- new turd shirts, new T-shirts there as well. <laughs> Hopefully they're not turd shirts. We've got some T-shirts coming there as well, so be looking for that coming real soon. Uh, also just want to encourage you, man, to go follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, watch the videos on YouTube. Hey, we just posted one, uh, just recently last yesterday, maybe, I guess. And that's got your, uh, deer hunt from the other day. So y'all watch meet week part two. We just posted it. Meet week one went up, uh, last week. And then, uh, 
the part two of that. I think we got another three or four deer dying on this one here. And so a lot of fun doing the doe patrol meat week, wrapping up the season. Uh, that should be our last deer video of the time. You guys ready for something different besides deer? I know you are, Aiden, aren't you? Ready for some turkeys. Ready for turkeys. I'm ready for trapping or squirrels or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to get back on these squirrels once the uh, once the snow gets out of the way and, and squirrels start scooting around again. Uh, trapping, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, yeah, Aiden, definitely looking forward to, to turkeys and never, uh, never get over the turkeys. Always looking ahead of that, but yeah, we do have some work to do between now and turkey season. And uh, again, doing some trapping. I'm fixing to go in here and get this Fox Pro collar charged up. I'm gonna try to go out this evening if I can get one of you guys to go with us. I need to try to kill a coyote. Neither one of you boys have ever killed a coyote, have you? I'll uh-uh. probably go this afternoon if you let me. Yeah, we need to get we need to get some coyotes killed. We hadn't done that in a while. We've kind of given them a break this last little bit. Been working on the trapping stuff last uh, few years and doing more trapping than we have predator calling. We, we still get out a little bit, just not not going as hard as we used to on them, but I'm kind of itching. This kind of weather's perfect for them. They're going to be hungry, out looking. It's been brutally cold, so all these critters are going to start stirring a little more here on the stall. So we're going to get that going. So, again, be sure to follow us on social media, guys. Holler at us from time to time. Shoot us a direct message. Let us know what's going on in your world. Send us some photos. And we're getting ready to announce the Big Doe winner. I've got a couple more folks wrapping up their seasons and different things. And uh, so we're getting ready to wrap up Big Doe. We've got right now, I'm not going to say who it is, we've got one that has uh, hit hit the high mark so far. And uh, surprisingly, uh, it's a doe from the south. But – We'll see. We're going to give guys a little bit more time. Like I said, we got some friends that are still wrapping up their seasons, taking all the tallies, adding them up. Big dough of the year. Who's going to win it, Remy? It's not me or you this time. It's not me or you this time. It's certainly not Aiden. Oh, sweet meat over there. You did kill a good-sized dough, though. One of your doughs was was hot and heavy. It was one of the contenders for a little bit early on. But uh, anyway, we'll see how that wraps up. So be sure to holler at us if you got any of those photos or just any photos to – uh, put up, post up. We always like sharing friends' photos through the season, whatever it might be. So be sure to send us that. Let us know what's going on in your world. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating, write us a review. If you will, take the time. Once you get done listening right here, go and do that, man. That'll help push us up and push us out there to more ears. That's what we want to be about is just get more people on board to follow the journey, hear the stories, hear what it's all about. And uh, we really, really appreciate you following along each week. Be sure to tell somebody about it. Tell them about the podcast this week. Share it with your friends, your family. And we look forward to seeing you right back here next time. Shoot straight. God bless.